This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From behind home plate. Your Orioles Talk, Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. Black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336. Next generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good. Good. Doing well. Uh, all right. You froze there for a second, but I think you're good. Yeah. Back? I'm back. Sorry. I skipped all already. Right. All right. Yeah, you skipped already. You didn't well, plug that cord in, did you? No, this is a sign of things to come. All right, let's let's uh all right, so we're running off Wi-Fi. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We're doing uh hey. yeah, go ahead. You can go. All right, no skipping talking over each other. This show is gonna be a smash hit. The I would no, I'm, I was just gonna say I'm I, we're in uh preschool hunting season. I'm looking for a preschool for Silas. Did okay. you go through this with your girls? Where you have to, I guess there's early sign up, so there's like a lot of preschools, all the slots are already taken, and so you got to kind of get to shop around and do tours and figure out which preschool to, to send them to. It's really uh, even pre preschool; it's a threes class. Yeah, I we did that. I don't think we did much shopping around. Uh, there was one place that was recommended to us, and we liked it, so we sent Emma there at like three years old or whatever, mm. and then. It, and then once we got one kid in, I think they just kept like your slot. They would always take your kid. Okay. So we always had room. So uh, that was like, I don't know, 12 years ago. So that was a long time ago where I can understand it's a lot more uh, complicated. I had other things I had to deal with this week that might be as stressful as, as preschool shopping. Oh, yeah. What's that? Uh, so we're building a house. So we signed all the papers to build a house. So the the stress today was, what color do you want the house? Mm. I've never had to think about the color of a house. It mm. just comes with a color when you buy a house. Uh, you got to go with the black and orange. 
So we spent Saturday and Sunday driving around looking at other houses to pick out colors. And then we settled on some, some colors to make our selection today. Oh, man. Josh, this is going to be a long process for you between what kind of, uh, what kind of handles to put in the cabinets to, to colors of everything. To Well, no, see, that stuff's all easy because if it costs extra money, no, I just want the standard. Okay. So, that, so we, 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 we just took our time to figure out the color, and we went with a gray color. I tried to get an orange door, and Mandy wouldn't go for the orange door. Yeah, it scares me so a little bit that you guys have it. all that power and decision making. Well, there's not. I don't think there's a whole lot of decision making. I think most of them are made for you. Okay. Color of the house seems like a really big deal, though. It does. It seems like something where it's like, don't you just like that's how it was like. You know what? The only reason it's a big decision is because they give you a book of forty-five different options, mm. and they, and you got to pick the body of the house, the trim of the house. The door color and the garage door color. So I, I I told Mandy, can't we just make the whole thing just white? Oh, and the color of the roof as well. Mm. I'm like, just pick it all white and then we can decide later and paint it later. But we, we settled on some colors, so I think it'll look okay and not look look not look like an ugly house in the neighborhood. Did you and Mandy agree or was there some debate here? No, no, we agreed. Ah, that's too bad. We agreed. Yeah, there was the only debate was that I there was a cool orange door that I liked and Mandy did not want an orange door. That was the only debate. I'm she sure said no, I said yes. Oh, no problem. We'll take the blue one. <laughs> I'm sure Mandy and the builders are happy with that decision. The uh no, the 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 preschool thing, the only thing I'm disappointed at is some of those schools are already like filled up and it was just like first come first serve. I like thought based for next year. Yeah, for next year. I thought built based on television, like there was some kind of entrance test. Right, like an interview. Yeah, or an interview, right? Isn't that supposed to work? But now it's just first come, first serve. I said, Em, I don't want any business with these schools who are just first come, first serve. I want an entrance test and an interview. Yeah, I think the problem, the reason that you did not find the schools that have the interviews is I think those cost a lot more and are – are uh, gonna you're gonna have to spend a whole lot more money to try to send your kid to one of those prestigious schools. Yeah, though so, no. uh, when you when you're trying to get the cheaper schools, it's uh, first come first serve. Yeah, though to clarify, when I say I want to interview and 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 testing, I want to be I wanted to do that to prove that Silas needs preschool more than these other kids because when they realize the boy can only say uh-huh. ball. And no, and then just grunts everything else. They realize, hold up, this guy needs preschool more than these other kids. So yeah, they, they, let's let him in this there. Isn't, this isn't the Barney Rubble preschool. Those, those tests, those tests are for because they want the most qualified people. They're, they're not looking for the biggest challenge. No, That's see, a different school. Yeah, see, I'm doing the opposite. I think they should let in the people that, who has the, who have the most needs. Yeah, I and, feel like that's more of like a scientist who's looking for a challenge rather than a preschool teacher. Okay. Um, Silas can hit a baseball hard, though. Not so much good with vocalizing, yeah. but he can hit a baseball pretty well. Just saying, he kind of reminds me of Nick Marcakis. Just goes around there and grunts, but can hit a baseball pretty well. All right, can, and, and smile. Yeah. And that's about it. He can smile when he makes the playoffs. He hasn't made the playoffs yet, so no smile for Silas yet. I saw no, that but, uh, he hooked Silas to the caravan. 
Yeah, I was going to say he did have a whole lot of smiles when he was at the Orioles caravan. So that was a pretty cool event. We went to the one. I know they were happening all over great, the greater Baltimore, Maryland area. We went to the one in Annapolis, which featured Ryan McKenna, Mike Bordick, um, and Trey Mancini. Um, Mike Bordick had the shortest line to go meet. And then Ryan McKenna and then Trey Mancini, his line was very long. Well, yeah, he's the face of the franchise. Yes, he is the face of the franchise. So he 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 had quite and, and we didn't wait in the Mike Bordick line because didn't really care to be honest. And I didn't wait in the Trey Mancini line. I just waited. We waited in the Ryan McKenna line. Um, and they were handing out like like autograph vouchers. I didn't realize. I don't know how this stuff works. Um, I figured they do autographs, so I got a baseball. Silas's first baseball and winning and got it signed. But that's all it was. It was just three autograph lines. And that was the caravan, which is fine. And so I waited. Then, in the- wait, there was no like speak, like no talk or you could take pictures. But was there anything organized? It was just autograph lines. There was a little booth. I mean, and it wasn't. It was a little bit, a little table with two guys. And you could sign up for like opening day ticket giveaways. And I signed up and they gave me a T-shirt. But that was it. There was just that little table. And okay. then it was the three guys signing autographs, the three players, um, or okay. two players and former player. Because I yeah. saw they had other places where the guys were like serving beers and and uh, playing games with kids and stuff. Yeah, so that's the thing about the caravan, right? Each location I think was unique, and this was like ours was held outside, right? Like right right there on the on the you know on the end of um, of the dock and in Annapolis in downtown Annapolis. And so um, the other locations, I think like some of them were at a happy hour. Most of the other ones I think were actually indoors. This one was outdoors. So it was a little bit chilly. Um, so it depends what location you went to. Each one was different, but they had the big bus parked out there, the Orioles caravan and Ryan and Ryan McKenna. I mean, went up there, shook his hand, saw his hand in the baseball. I mean, Ryan McKenna, let's say this. Yeah. He's, I was taller than him. Ryan McKenna or was outfielder on the 40 man roster. Very short, um, very well-trimmed and nice beard. Um, I ran into Eric RDT down there, hung out with him a little bit. He compared him to Eric Weddle, right, who has that very nice beard. Um, So I didn't mention it to Eric, but we both were wearing the same shoes. That was kind of awkward, so I just let that slide. You and Eric? Yeah, I hope he didn't notice that I was wearing the same exact shoes as he was wearing. I didn't say anything about it, though I noticed. And it, it really, I noticed right when I started talking to him, and so it kind of threw me off for the rest of the uh, conversation because all I could keep on thinking about is oh, how could we both be wearing these weird gray Under Armour shoes? Uh, it's kind of weird. Like they're not even like popular, like, I don't know, typical well, shoes. Well, he must have not noticed because I'm pretty sure the bar stole away is if there's something awkward like that, you just trash and destroy the person online. Yeah, that's also another reason I, I'm always wary talking to anyone connected to Barstool. Right, exactly. I don't know what they're capable of. So I'm always wary about any conversation. No, but you Eric, know what they're capable of is the problem. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, they have a, a little bit too much power on social media for my liking. But but um, but and we talked a little bit about the Titans. You know, I told him, you know I had to mute you, Eric, for a little while because you were going on the Titans, and he talked about losing followers because of that. But 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 no, uh, Ryan McKenna was as nice as can be, and we and we got our picture taken. And I thought about raiding the line for Trey Mancini. Silas doesn't really care. And it was, you know, you had to wait an hour to get an autograph. Yeah. And by the time we got there, we got there probably 15 minutes after it started. 
and they already ran out of vouchers. So they were like, you can, because they're handing on autograph vouchers. I don't know why. But they were only guaranteeing the vouchers. Yeah. And so, so they said, you can wait in line, but they right. may leave. And right. at we two might o'clock, leave as soon as the vouchers were done. Yeah. And they signed all the way up into two, but at two o'clock, because they got somewhere else to be, right? The caravan was on the move. So at two o'clock, they, 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 they were out. Um, but yeah, but we've still been able right. to get Brian McKenna uh, signature and, it was a nice day downtown. Parking was a bit of a mess. Just, but downtown has plenty of parking. But usually you can park right in the parking lot. But they had another event going on in downtown Annapolis. This is TMI. But they had another event with a ton of people in downtown Annapolis. The same exact time as the caravan. So that was a little bit awkward. But all in all, it was a great event. All right. So um, we canceled Fan Fest and we got the Winter Fest or whatever that was called. And yeah. then we've got the caravan. Is yeah. the combination of these two events uh, a good replacement for FanFest? Do you find that this is a better use of uh, resources? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, what I like is baseball. What I don't like are people. So like they're, like FanFest, you know, there's a ton of people. Ton of, and that's, I take it back. I like people. I don't like lines. And so, you know, FanFest, all I think of is lines and, like, can't move anywhere, can't walk across without, you know, bumping up across 10 people. Right. And 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 the caravan, just like the Winterfest, partly because the Winterfest, it was raining, but the, but the caravan was just like, I don't know, a, f- a few hundred people just kind of hanging out. So it was just more it's, – it's just more low-key – more intimate. You, I was having conversations with those around me in line and it wasn't like people everywhere, like Silas could run around. And it was, I, I like those aspects of it where it seems a little bit more informal. You have, I would never really at FanFest, I would never have interactions with the player because you would have to wait in one of those four hour lines right. for the autographs. This, I waited in line. Silas um, uh, and I were in line for probably 10 minutes and then we got okay. to meet Rob McKenna and get a signature. So that was all cool and it's fun to and you could even like i don't think you do this at fan fest where we had like i don't know like a, a minute conversation and we got a picture taken with ryan mckenna i don't think they even do that at fan fest because it's just the autographs and like i don't i don't care about autographs at all like i could care less about autographs i think it's kind of cool to get silas into it and it's a way to meet the player and you're supposed to kind of the tradition of signing a baseball but like that that would never drive me to go to one of these events to, to get signatures but i know there was a lot of people who had like the the helmets and the bats. I even saw people like get the autograph from Trey Mancini and then go wait and then go immediately back in the line for Trey Mancini to get something else signed like that. So those, are, those are the frust. Those are the annoying people. Yeah. So, so there was this autograph hounds out there, but all in all, I thought it was, it was smaller. It was more intimate. And I think that's what Michael Elias was going for. And I like those aspects of it. Yeah. All right. First, uh, well, two thoughts. First, you know how you get rid of those autograph people who just want to get the stuff and sell it on eBay. They need to make the Orioles, you sign it to a person. So they're not just signing balls, but it says to uh, Silas. Oh, that's a really good point. I should have had because, him do that, actually. I should have said if that. you That's a good point. If you personalize it, it takes all the eBay value away, but then it adds so much more personal value. Yeah. But then they might have – how do you spell Silas? And it becomes a whole thing. Yeah, but then the lines are shorter because you don't have the old men that are just trying to scalp. I, I have a guy I work with down here, and he was so excited that the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl because he uh, flips sports memorabilia on like online and autographs. 
So all season, he invested in a bunch of Mahomes gear and stuff, signature stuff that he bought online, all as an investment, hoping that the Chiefs would make it to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Figuring that if he couldn't flip it this year, they'll make it one of these years and he'll have all this Mahomes stuff to sell. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like that. I don't want those type of people when I'm going to an Orioles thing. Yeah. But uh, second, you talked about the short lines and low-key event. Is that because of the event or is that the state of the team right now? Like mm. there's the Orioles announced uh, this week. I was listening to the Hot Stove Show and they announced how if you came to the caravan, you could buy opening day tickets with no commitment to buy a single other game. You could yeah. just buy only opening day. I've never heard that before. Even in those bad 14 years, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, uh, I know for season ticket holders, they you normally they allow you to purchase in the really good years you could purchase like four tickets and as it lessened they allowed you to purchase however many seats you had or maybe the other way around something like that um and now this year they let you purchase up to 10 tickets yeah, there was some funny rule, and I don't know if this is because dad didn't notice how to use a, use a computer or if this is really the rule where he said he had to buy sets of three because you couldn't leave a seat at the end or something. So you he ended up having to buy two sets of three. I don't know exactly what was. You couldn't leave an empty seat. So you can't buy like three and have one seat all by itself. Mm. So he could buy, he could have probably bought four or something. Depends on the row, yeah, I guess. Yeah, depending on the row, but he could. you can't buy four five or you couldn't buy three and two or something i don't know but opening day will definitely sell out right i don't know they're selling single game tickets like you can call them up now and get a ticket to opening day without purchasing any other games yeah so it makes me wonder if we got to the point where no one's like people aren't even going to care about opening day yeah I mean, but but I, the reality of it is josh with those small intimate things and i don't know how much of an effect this has but I do know, like, just meeting Ryan McKenna, and he's super nice because who's not going to be super nice at one of these things, right? Just saying hi and get a picture taken. But he was really nice about it. Um, I don't know how you can be a jerk about it, but he was really ni- not nice about it. And Silas now knows, like, who Ryan McKenna is. And he's, he's so proud of that autograph. So now, like, we are Ryan McKenna fans. And I think we'll start out probably in Bowie, I would guess. And we're going to go watch Bowie, and we're specifically going to root for Ryan McKenna. And when he makes it to the majors – like that's going to be really exciting for us because I met Ryan McKenna. And I think that experience is going to be for a lot of fans like this. I don't know, like Adley Rushman poured me a beer. You're probably already like Adley Rushman, but like someone poured, poured you a beer and you're going to root a little bit more for that guy. Um, at one of these happy hour events. So I think, but again, in the grand scheme of things, is that going to, is that going to make people buy tickets to open day? Probably not, but it's going to, increase my interest for Ryan McKenna and his career totally. the fact that I met him. Yeah, totally. I think that's why people got or love Trey Bancini so much is because when he was a young guy, when he was coming up, he was so nice and personable. And that's what that's what this the Orioles have right now is this awesome opportunity of letting you get to know the future and get to know these young guys so that you're not only cheering for the team, you're cheering for these individuals because you watch them mature and become these like big league players. It's a, it's, it's cool. And it's going to be awesome in like, uh, whatever, 2023, when this team is fully packed of homegrown guys that we all saw in Bowie and Frederick and Delmarva 
that we've been watching for years. It's like something to look forward to. And then it's just going to be even more exciting when they're up there. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. I don't know how typical this is. I think about in other sports, about people who are unhappy being on losing teams. Um, and it just seems like that goes around a lot. But with the Orioles, um, you, I was listening to an interview with Michael Givens. He does not want to be traded. He wants to stay with the Orioles. Trey Mancini does not want to be traded. You, and you hear interviews with guys like Austin Hayes. Like these guys are excited about the Orioles, excited about what's going on with this Orioles organization, with this Orioles team. It's a little bit weird. I mean, even guys like veterans like Andrew Kashner did not want to leave. Um, so it's kind of weird, but like the players are soup are all in on the Orioles. And I don't know you if you always see that with a losing team, partly because I think everyone knows that the Orioles are now heading in the right direction, partly because it's this youth movement. And so young players are naturally excited about the opportunity. But it's just it seems like everyone it seems like the, the Orioles organization is on the right track. And players are excited to play for this team and want to play for this team, even knowing that they're probably going to lose 100 games this year. See, I think you're I think, yes, I see what you're seeing. I think it's because there's opportunity. And I think there's guys who have been here a long time, like Givens, who beyond the opportunity, it's it's he's got a family here. Like you don't want to move your family and kids. That's all a pain. I don't. The only reason I got to go with it being more opportunities and the excitement of the opportunities and the future of this team is because for years we've heard about the dysfunction in this organization of veterans not wanting to come to this organization, that the Orioles are a mess. And we always compared it to, you asked about how this is in other sports. The Baltimore Ravens are a team in the NFL that you hear nothing but wonderful praise for. And you always hear veterans saying they hope to one day be able to come to Baltimore and play with the Ravens. And you see guys like uh, Chuck Clark, uh, safety, what we just re-signed yesterday or today they announced it. Yeah, today they announced it, yep. Yeah, and it's like three years, 15 million. That's a great deal for that guy. He could have hit free agency and probably made a little bit more money. Um, I guess it's an extension, so free agency would have been next year for him, I think. Yeah. But it's still one of those things where – People like to play for the Ravens. So when you compare to other sports, we see it with the Ravens. Um, Before Adam Jones not wanting to leave, we had not heard that in Baltimore from anyone. Yeah. Ray Machado had no desire to stay. Yeah, and that's why it was a little bit annoying what the Orioles did to Adam Jones because, like, here's a guy who finally wants to stay in Baltimore and we're sending him off and and we, And we don't want him back. He's still bitter about it, too. Yeah, yeah, and with good reason, I think. Uh, I think he believes the organization did him wrong. Um, and I get why the Orioles did what they did, but I also kind of see his perspective as well. Like totally. It, it didn't cost him a lot to keep him. Right. No, and, he would have played for Pence. Yeah, and what instead we had freaking Stevie Wilkerson um, leading the outfield in center field. All right, exactly. Like, what the heck. But, uh, but yeah, so I think uh, – and they said, you know, they even hinted at the possibility of doing in-season – Oriole Birdland caravans. So, uh, I mean, I'm curious to see. And they said this is definitely won't be the last one. Um, And certainly, like, you would assume they get better at it. I don't know really where they could improve. Certainly, like, more players involved in it. I know um, I heard a little bit about some people being upset or Manager Hyde maybe being a little bit annoyed 
that it was so close to spring training, right? A lot of them were in Florida, had to fly up for it, and then fly right back to Florida because this is so close. I mean, players are starting to report in Florida, right? And 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 this caravan got in the way of that a little bit. Um, but I, the scheduling, I'm sure, is a complicated thing. Well, it's a weird, complicated thing because the other thing that you always hear during the offseason is like players hate fan fest and stuff because it's in the middle of their break or yeah. they got they might have a vacation planned and stuff. So by doing it closer to spring training, you're already knowing, well, this guy's not going to be in Europe yeah. backpacking and not going to be taking some huge trip. The other thing is I think it's much easier to do the caravan with young kids, like with these young rookies that like this is exciting for them. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see guys like um, Mark Trumbo, Delman Young, older veteran guys that we have on this team. I mean, even Chris Davis, you didn't see him out at this caravan yeah. anywhere. Yeah, so, yeah, like Mark Trumbo, if he was still on the team, certainly would have no part in this caravan nonsense. Um, and yeah, I think I think you're right. This is going to be a face of the franchise, Trey Mancini, and then and other, other younger players. Yeah, which right. makes sense. For the Orioles to do, we're starting this youth movement and for now. to get excited about younger players. And because I don't even know if the Orioles have like veterans to even do this with. No, Chris Cobb, Davis, I think, is the only one. Alex Cobb, maybe Chris Davis, yeah. And right. Um But uh yeah, I don't think you saw yeah, because I don't think any, pitchers and catchers report tomorrow officially. Yeah. So I don't think there were any uh outside I guess Adley Rushman was up here. Rushman was there. So so you had him as a catcher up here, but I don't know if any pitchers were up here. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They got a lot of young pitchers, right? And um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think anything. I don't, pitchers. I don't remember seeing like Keegan Aiken or Astro Wachikowski up here. None of those guys. Yeah, or Hunter Harvey, even. Yeah, it's true. John Means, John Means would have been huge lines if they brought him up here. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that it's, was it's nice to see him do something. Yeah. Um, Josh, are you excited about tomorrow pitchers and catchers report? Like, what are you going to do to celebrate pitchers and catchers reporting? <laughs> I'm going to go on Twitter and see which pitchers are fat, which ones are in good shape, uh, who's pitching from a mound, who's pitching from flat ground. Well, what else did we learn from the first couple of days of spring to, training? To read that every pitcher is feeling great. Uh, yeah. They're pumped for their besties never. They've never been in such good shape and never felt right. so good. Yeah. Right. Right. See the uh, – all the um, – all the all the press that's covering the Orioles get their selfies together and all be back together. Yeah, I mean, this is we've talked before about the competition. I mean, if there is competition on this team in spring training, like it's around pitching, um, because I don't. No, it's not. Sure, it is. I don't. I don't believe that there's. I don't believe that there is any competition in Sarasota this year to make the big league team this year. I don't think there's. I think there is zero competition. You don't think there's competition to be the fourth and fifth, and fifth starter? You don't think there's competition to be really? So who's the who's going to be the fourth and fifth starter, Josh? Um, uh, that LeBlanc guy and okay. David Hess. Seriously, I don't. I don't think any. There's. I think Keegan Aiken can pitch lights out in this spring training, and he's not coming up. What about? I I disagree. I think if he pitches, I think I think he's 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 the number fifth starter. What about guys like the role? 
Cole Stewart is a guy they signed to a kind of a major league minor league contract. Right. There's also, yeah, you're right, the Rule 5 guys. The Rule 5, that Bradley Brandon, or whatever. Brandon Bailey, ba- Bailey, Bailey, yeah. All right. He That's what your competition too. is. Your competition is these guys that had a minor, these major league players that got a minor league contract and the Rule 5 guy. There's your competition. Yeah, and, and don't think that the Rule 5 is guaranteed of making it because he's a Rule 5 guy. We saw, what was his name? Oh, man, was it Andrew Jackson? Is that the guy's name? I'm making that up. That who we, we had a second <laughs> rule five guy. I don't think it was Andrew Jackson. <laughs> I'm making that up. Who there was a second rule five guy, right? Who could play every position. And my bold prediction was that he would play every position on the field. And like the next day, he was sent back to Boston. Right. Um, okay. I remember. Yeah, Curtis Jackson. No, it's not. It wasn't Curtis Jackson. I think I'm. <laughs> I, close I, I think Jackson. I think Curtis Jack. I think isn't Curtis Jackson Fifty Cent's real name? I think so. No, it's not Curtis Jackson. It's uh. You sure, I think it's Curtis Jackson. Is it really? Why else would Why else would Curtis Jackson be the name that pops out? I don't know, but yeah, yeah, Curtis Jackson is Fifty Cent. Okay, I don't care who was the Rule Five guy that the Orioles sent back last time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Andre Jackson. I don't know. Edwin Edwin Jackson. No, no, Edwin Jackson is a pitcher. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, but um, I mean, yeah, that's that's gonna be the the question going into this is obviously the pitching because we know it's John Means, we know it's Ellis Cobb, we're pretty sure it's Asher Wojciechowski. I mean, it's kind of his spot to lose, so it is the fourth and fifth slot is the interesting uh the interesting slot. Drew Jackson, okay, Drew Jackson. I wasn't that far off. Yeah, we uh, didn't we dump him for Straley, that guy from the Marlins. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we, we to, to is that who we, we made room for him? Like we just sent him back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, right. We sent him back to the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, to, to the Dodgers. That's right. Um, so I mean, as far as other competition goes, I think like in the bullpen, like I'm not sold on Dylan Tate. Um, I'm not sold on Cody Carroll as a bullpen option. So I think when you talk about bullpen, and we're not talking about bullpen depth, okay, right? You know, we're, we're not talking, but but these are real competitions, Josh. All right, it's all right. Yes, we're on pitching, and now that you got the bullpen, it reminded me. Yeah. Have we given up on Hunter Harvey as a starter? Have we just accepted that he's a closer? Like, why is he not in any of this conversation for the rotation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is this a situation where he's kind of a victim of his own success, right? The fact that he was dominant as a closer last year, and he was when he came up for the not not as a closer, but as a bullpen guy, he was dominant. Yeah, but the whole conversation was all while spring training, he was supposed to be a rotation guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he was drafted. Issue? It's a. I think it's a health issue. I mean, he's never been able to put in the innings in the in the minor leagues. Um, or or anywhere for that matter, and so I think they thought, like for health reasons, let's put him in the bullpen. But then what I wasn't sure of is, like, is this just to control his innings and to right, get him healthy again, or right. do they think? And they must think, right, that his shoulder or his, his whatever his elbow shoulder, like it's not healthy enough to be a starter. Like it's broken down enough that they've seen this happen enough times. That they say, okay, 
we're not going to even try it anymore. We'll just stick him as a reliever. Right. And that's where I'm confused because we haven't had an open conversation about that. It's just suddenly he got caught up and stuck in the bullpen this past season. And then all offseason, the talk with around him has been the bullpen competition and him maybe being the closer instead of Givens and how they would work that out. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Last year, normally you you give yeah. up on a guy like Britton was supposed to be a rotation guy, and you gave up on him after many tries of him failing at that spot. Hunter Harvey hasn't had the opportunity yet. Yeah, it's been more health than not being able to do a good job of it. But I mean, he had seventy five innings last year. He pitched the last time he pitched that many innings was two thousand fourteen when he had eighty seven innings. I mean, if you just look at it, it's sad. In two thousand sixteen, he pitched twelve innings. In 2017, he pitched 18. In, I'm sorry, pitched thir- 32 innings. I'm sorry, 18 innings in 2017, 32 innings in, in 2018, and this past year, uh, doubled it, over doubled it with 75 innings. So, yeah, what I'm curious to see is if he throws, like let's say he can throw another, I don't know, 75 innings. Um, that actually seems like a lot for a for a bullpen guy. I think last year, I'm just looking at his stats from. From, from last year, he started 11 games at Bowie. Um, and so he's not going to start those games. So he'll probably have even less innings than 75 innings. If next year, do they consider transitioning him? But by that point, he's probably establishing the bullpen. So yeah, I guess without a conversation, we, he's kind of just been relegated to the bullpen. Right. So I saw, so I did some Googling and I, I see that uh, Rock wrote about Harvey in November and said how the Orioles, it's going to be interesting to watch his innings this upcoming season. And he and it's, he's got a line in there. Harvey isn't going to start anymore. The club hasn't made an official statement on his status, but everyone sees where this is going and what both sides prefer. Yeah. And he I- says, I love it. It's been awesome. When we moved to the bullpen at first, I was like, let's try to figure this out. And it ended up working out pretty good. Hopefully it's the same. This year, like I said, I haven't been told anything, but hopefully it's the same. Yeah. So I guess he's okay with it. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard interviews with him since then, and he's he's cool with it. But And it must be. I mean, he throws the ball really hard. Maybe it's hard for him to sustain that for so many innings. And then also the injury concerns has to be part of it. And, and, so, and the fact that he's so good in the bullpen too, I think all that adds up to him being – being a bullpen guy, but when you're so strained for starters, um, it is, you're right. They, 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 they've kind of moved off the starter talk real quick with Hunter Harvey. Right. I mean, I guess it also helps that we think we have starters in the pipeline. So if we can have Harvey in this, like as we want Harvey to be part of the future. And if the best spot for him is that late in and closer position, um, I guess that's where Harvey's going to be. And it's it's just one of those weird things that we haven't had the conversation. It yeah. just happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's maybe like the order. I don't know. I think fans were maybe even surprised. I, I was how good he was in the bullpen because um, he struggled as a starter. Even in Bowie, he struggled. And part of that was injury. Like he'd be dominant for one outing and then be really bad the next outing. Um, and so, you know, you don't know what that was, but. And the bullpen, he was just so consistently good um, that, yeah, there he is. But you're right. It's interesting because there's not a lot of, I don't know, there's not a lot of, our bullpen was bad last year. Um, right. It's oh. not like we have a bunch of elite bullpen arms. 
Like it's it'd be curious to see like what starters like Hunter Harvey's one. We have a lot of starters, right? Some of these starters may convert to the bullpen. So which starters make it as starters and which starters convert to to bullpen guys will be another thing that's kind of curious to see. Um, but we have, I mean, there's between invited people um, and just pitchers on the 40 man, there's a ton of pitchers in camp. And so I think yeah, a lot like of them, 30 some. yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of them are. And so when you say there's no competition, well, what are these pitchers doing? Like, I agree that Dean Kramer will be sent back to AAA and some of these other players just getting a cup of coffee, being invited this spring will just be sent back. But I mean, we got a ton of pitchers on the roster some of them are going to go to AAA, but we don't even have enough openings in AAA for all these pitchers. I think some are going to be cut. Like, I think some are not going to even um, I mean, make that, the team. That, right. That's the neat thing. And is that like Norfolk, we've always talked about how there's been great pitching in Delmarva. But this year, there's going to be good pitching in Delmarva, in Bowie, and in Norfolk. Like all three yeah. organizations are going to have good pitching. In fact, I was earlier today, I even looked up ML. M-I-L-B TV to see if they've added anything new this year or anything because like that's the thing to purchase this year. Right. And I was looking and it says that this year you will get home games from all 30 AAA teams. So that means you can watch all of the Norfolk games. Uh, games involving all 30 AA teams. I don't know what that really means, but occasionally I guess you'll get to see Bowie. 1,500 games from other classifications the AAA All-Star, the Eastern League All-Star, Southern League, all, all the All-Star games, uh, playoff games, and the National Championship game for AAA. So that's a pretty cool thing. If you want to get ready for the future, to hop on that, uh, what I don't see on here is a price. It says coming soon. Um, but that's a pretty cool way to get excited for these young pitchers. Yeah, yeah, and there'll be some good ones at every level. And that's why I think it's going to be um, good competition throughout even the minors to see who can get promoted more quickly. And there, and there's some talk, Josh, that the Orioles not are not even done with the with the signing of pitchers. I mean, we talked about there's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve non-roster invites. Right. Those guys aren't even on the roster on the forty man. Twelve pitchers to go along with like I don't know the twenty pitchers you have on the roster already. Um, and there's talk that they may bring in another. Michael Elias hinted that they might bring in another veteran pitcher, which should be interesting to see. Well, well, yeah, and uh, the rumor is that they were that they wanted to bring and they want to bring Andrew Kashner back, but he wants more money than they're willing to pay right now. Uh, but you know what happens tomorrow is pitchers and catchers report, and suddenly all of those free agent pitchers prices drop. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I think it'll give the Orioles an opportunity to start to see what they've got, as well as look at those other guys out there. Because what they're really looking for is not the future, but an inning eater. Someone to just get them through games this year. Yeah, someone so they don't have the awkward moment where you got guys only throwing three innings and now you have to use up your bullpen and um, call guys up from AAA. And that kind of ruins, it messes everybody up. It messes up the, right. the AAA team. It messes up the major team. messes up your bullpen. You can't. Like you can't get in a position where you're overusing guys like Michael, like Hunter Harvey, Michael Givens, Hunter Harvey because he's young and you got to watch that arm, Michael Givens because this is prime trade bait, and so you want him at his best every time he's out there. I still contend. If I was, and I said this last year, and they didn't listen to me, I'll say it again this year. If I'm uh, Michael Elias and if I'm uh, Manager Hyde, 
I'm putting Michael Gibbons in the easiest positions possible. Yeah. Not seven, eight, nine Pulling hitters, um, non-high leverage uh, situations, never throwing two innings like Manager Howard was doing at the beginning of the year and Gibbons started to struggle because I want to get his uh, his stock price up. We're We're both on board with the thought of reworking the closer position to high leverage situations. And if your meat of your lineup is in the eighth, you use the guy in the eighth, not the ninth. Are we both on board with that? Sure. Who is uh, Josh? Who is our high leverage guy at this point? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be Harvey or or Givens. So let's say Harvey would be your closer. So wouldn't you rather bring Harvey in in the seventh if he's going to face batters uh, three, four, five, rather than hold him out to the ninth? When maybe if you're still in a close position, you're going to get whatever it is, seven, eight, or eight, nine, and one slots. Yeah, well, I don't think Buck Showalter would agree with that. But that certainly. Well, Buck Showalter isn't in baseball anymore, apparently. And I mean, hey, if the Houston Astros aren't going to sign Buck Showalter, his time is done in baseball. Another team is not going to sign him because that was the perfect spot to bring in a guy like Buck Showalter. Yeah, I'm really kind of surprised they went with Dusty Baker over Buck Showalter. But Me too. Um, that's kind of too bad. Um, yeah, but Josh, I know that you're – Andrew Kashner, I guess. I don't know. Like between the 50 just, guys we have, I think we could find someone to eat those innings. Maybe. I, I don't Except know. Except we've all been there before. We've all seen the Norfolk Shuttle, and we know that this season we can't do the Norfolk Shuttle. But how much fun would it be? To to build to sign Cashner cheap, and then trade him again and get more crap for him. Yeah, I, just the after happened last is, year, I don't know if anyone's going to take that trade again. Yeah, I, I think Boston's not making that trade. Well, Boston. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that Boston is now what are they in the are they now rebuilding too? Has has Boston decided? Hey, if we're not paying. We we see all these other teams not paying huge salaries. We're not going to do it anymore either. Get rid of uh, David Price and uh, Betts. Yeah, kind of poor planning. They brought in Dave Zabrowski a couple years ago to get these big signings, and now they when the paychecks do, they 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 don't want to fork up the money. That's you hate to see that. I I spent the twenty minutes prior to the show because they just the bottom the Boston Red Sox uh, their their Twitter their Twitter handle just tweeted out um, about the trade, to, and I just spent twenty minutes <laughs> That's fun. reading Boston fans' reaction to the trade. Um, a lot of Stephen A. Smith in there crying. Yeah, just just good con- yeah. Twitter content. So I'm enjoying seeing the the Boston Red Sox not necessarily go through a rebuild, but when you have a super talented team and you're just trading pieces away, I, I like seeing that. Well, yeah, for a moment there, I thought suddenly Peter Angelos owned the Red Sox, trading two big names and then trying to screw up the whole trade thing over uh, over uh, medical uh, records. Yeah, it, it, it just. Gave me some bad flashes. And I tell you what, we we traded with the Dodgers for half a season Manny Machado. I think we got a better return for half a season Manny Machado, who's not as good as Mookie Betts, than what the Red Sox got for a full year of Mookie Betts. Well, better that was a that, that was the David Price salary dump, is what that was. Yeah, part, that was that was like our, that. that was like our trade, us sending Gaussman to the Braves for nothing because we we snuck O'Day in there. Yeah, which which again, and I hated that when they did it because you hate salary dumps. Um, because I'd rather get talent than dump salary, especially when you're Boston, you have all kinds of money. Um, so I think that was 
that's that's it's that's a tough pill for Boston fans to swallow. Uh, but they still have a lot of talent on that roster, so we'll see. They do. They do. They'll still be good. You know, if you don't want Andrew Kashner, I heard Chris Tillman's also trying to get back into baseball. That you could bring him in. Yeah, it'd be like 2009 all over again. Yeah, all I right. mean, if you want to... Hey, there's nothing an Oriole fan likes like retreads. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of ugly how his career ended. I mean, we, you, I mean, you saw uh, we missed the the opportunity to re-sign Ubaldo Jimenez. You see, he was yes. picked up. By Arizona, right? Is that who it was? Was Arizona or Colorado? So. Yeah, Arizona. Oh, maybe it was Colorado. It was one of those. It was a West Coast fish yeah. team. So, yeah, I don't know. Funny. I'm just, it's just nice to get baseball season back. And even though it's going to be pictures of them stretching and overweight and who has a beard, who doesn't have a beard. I don't think there's that. any Oral yeah. players coming overweight, but we'll see. Well, yeah, because we're not that type of team anymore. We don't have a bunch of veterans. You know. Yeah, we don't have anyone making I, a big paycheck who can afford that. And apparently, when, when, Chris Davis, apparently, looking at this interview, Chris Davis is going to come in jacked up. <laughs> right. Well, that's the exciting thing. The excitement is going to be when Chris Davis comes in and everyone's expecting this whole, like, how'd your workout change? And, and he's just like, yeah, it's all muscle. Yeah. So he's going to be carrying some of these rookies around. Yeah. So, the, but you know what? I yeah. like jacked up Chris Davis. Why not? Who cares? Well, I think of those years uh, because jacked up Chris Davis reminds me of that year when uh, he just picked Nate McLeod up over his shoulder to celebrate, like 2013, 2014, whenever that was. Yeah. That's some jacked up Chris Davis. Bring it all back. Yeah. Bring back the Adderall, the jacked up. Yeah. Bring Bring it it all back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You think the balls are going to be juiced this year or you think baseball is secretly going to say, we don't know what happened last year because they still haven't admitted to the juice balls. I know what 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 a fraud our commissioner is. I I I, I we all know it. I know, I know. Even he knows it. I yeah. I I really hope they get rid of the juice ball. I think that's it's just when you're putting up video game numbers, it just becomes silly at a point. Um, and I know this year that's the same deal. The AAA and Major League are using the same balls, and Double A lower using different balls. Um, oh, and by the way, you know, before I went to Birdland Caravan to get the, you know, we stopped at Models to get a baseball to get signed. Yeah. I know we talked about this a little before. I just blowed my mind. <laughs> We've had this conversation about the price of a ball. Do you know how much a major league Oriole, I'm not, 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 not even special, just a major league right. baseball $12. at Models? $12. No. Higher. Uh, $19.99. Higher. It's over twenty five bucks. It was twenty five dollars for a major league ball. You know, you can buy like a game used ball for seventy five bucks or something. This is for one of those foul. Now balls. I never understood why people were so desperate to catch balls in like batting practice or something. Yeah, because there were twenty five bucks. Shoot, I'm gonna be out there. You're gonna see me out there prior to every game trying to catch balls just to save money. No, I ended up buying. You can get like twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars for one ball. I got. The, I got some balls. I'll send you. No, I just bought the like youth ball, like the youth T ball age eight practice uh-huh. T balls or something. It's like the oh, same size of baseball, but it's supposed to be used for like practice or whatever. But what you should do, get the little pitch training balls that have like the different colors where you put your fingers and get the get that just for pitchers to sign. Just for pitchers or to or ask if the pitcher wants to use it. Yeah. Well, I mean Ryan Ryan McKenna's I mean he's pretty young. So I mean I think it was eight and under ball, but it's still pretty okay. good. 
But anyway, that 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 was just uh, eight bucks for a pack of two. Twenty five, a twenty five dollar ball is ridiculous. <laughs> it was like I couldn't believe it. I was like, like I thought I thought baseball, like I thought MLB purchased Rollins to make the ball cheaper. Really, they just bought it to make it cheaper for themselves and then jack up the price with that MLB stamp on it. Yeah, and are there no other balls like Rawlings? Had every youth ball, every every ball was a Rawlings ball. I don't think High anyone else balls, makes balls. balls. No, no, no one, one else makes make balls. balls. I don't know. Someone make a ball and sell for three bucks, and I'll buy it. I don't know. I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't know if they even make like. Can you buy just a generic ball? I don't know. I don't they, all, they all have that baseball symbol on them. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, but anyway, I got the youth balls for a good deal. But yeah, twenty five bucks for a baseball. I had models. I'm not, and that wasn't even like a souvenir ball with like the Orioles on or whatever. Twenty just twenty. All right, all right. Models totally ripped you off. Well, I didn't buy it, so they didn't rip me off. But go ahead. All right, because on Amazon you can get a Rollins official twenty twenty baseball of Major League Baseball with a display case for thirteen seventy nine. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. So. So uh, it's still might... more than I want to spend for a baseball, but okay. Yeah, but I'll accept that price. Under fifteen bucks, I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't know what Rollins was thinking with a twenty-five dollar ball. That's what. And uh, yeah, all the balls on Amazon are Rollins, so I don't know if anyone makes another ball. Hey, speaking of the commissioner, you want to get to real quick some of the these new a couple quick stories. I just want to make a quick comment on this, and then we'll get to some of the new baseball rules. Have you been reading or paying any attention to, because I've been enjoying it thoroughly, the stuff coming out about the Astros and the letter that Major League Baseball sent to the Astros? You've been paying attention to that no. stuff? No, I, ha- I haven't seen it. Oh, I, I, cannot, I cannot wait for the press conferences from their, from their spring training. I'm just – I'm enjoying it. Jeff Lunau is such – comes across – as such a shady dude, it's unbelievable. Like he says, um, he says that Luna would get these emails, right? And they would call it like the dark arts because they had this whole code-breaking Excel spreadsheet that they would use in-game to like signal to the players as they kind of broke the code within right. the game. So in other words, right, they were trying to hide what they were doing because they knew it was wrong. And they were calling it the dark arts, right? And Lunau said he knew he didn't know about it. And here was the excuse. And this is what he says. He said he opened the emails, but he told investigators he did not read to the bottom of the emails. So even though it was excluding the email, he just doesn't read to the bottom of his email. Oh, so he's innocent. Right. He never saw it because he didn't read to the bottom. So he, he opened up the emails. He said, oh, his, I don't, this, is just, this is just some Harry Potter spam. I'm not reading this. Yeah. The guy who works for him sends him an email and he doesn't read it to, 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 to the bottom. Uh, it doesn't even make sense. And he said – and one of the emails sent to him said, hey, hey, listen, um, it's not working as effectively, these dark arts, the code breaker, because um, teams are starting to catch on that we're doing it. And they're changing their signs um, like 12 to 18 times every game. Um, and so it's not being as effective. But there's a line in there. Uh, and, he, and this is a quote he said. He added, the struggling teams like the Toronto Blue Jays and Oakland Athletics, quote, seem not to care as much. So they don't change their signs. <laughs> so like the, the good teams were changing right. their signs all the time because they knew. The bad teams knew but just didn't care and so didn't change their signs. I bet that applies to the Orioles too. Where they probably knew. And then the other story, This I love all of this stuff about the Astros. The other story is a former uh, a Blue Jays pitcher 
Yeah, both this- are. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. That he is suing the Astros, saying they right. they like ruined his career. Yeah, is, I love the story so much, and he's and good for him. He's um. A- if he, if he wins it all, it's all going to charity. So this he's suing right. for charity, which is good and for he, him. And I hope <laughs> I hope he wins this case so much. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. And he's suing for he's suing for thirty one million dollars because that was what they that was the World Series bonus that they all got. Oh, is that the money suing for? Yeah, yeah. So that's the money. Yeah, that's. I mean, and, and you got to think about it in that terms, right? Like, and that's why players are upset because they did mess with people's careers. When you do this, you're cheating the game. You're cheating the integrity of the game. And so I think right. it's I think it's good people are taking legal action, and I hope. That they have to pay for lawyers' fees to handle all this stuff. All right. So, yeah, I I love that this stuff keeps coming out. But there's still a big looming question over all of this, which is the Boston Red Sox. Because that investigation is still not done. Do you think they are going to try to release that investigation before the start of the season? They're not going to want it to drag into the season. Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe it might be a, uh, a whole pile of nothing. I don't know. Um, no, the Red Sox were the ones that were like supposed to be wearing like uh, Fitbits or something that were buzzing, like they were supposed to take it to another level. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what they were doing, but I, I think this could be a situation where maybe MLB feels like they can't get enough information on it to be confident about their, or they would have already. I feel like they already would have come down with something. So I feel like this is, um, I don't know. I'm 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 pessimistic that there's going to be a big big story here, but we'll see. Okay. But yeah, but but let's get to some of the MLB proposed rule changes. I mean, or I guess hey, this is just a specific change in the playoffs. All right, go hey, I just saw this this Mike Bottlinger guy, the yeah. former pitcher. Yes. Do you know how many times? Yeah. Do you know how many games he faced the Astros in? Well, one. And uh, over over four years. Yeah. His his career record for the four years is eight nineteen. Okay. In twenty four in in twenty fourteen. No games against the Astros, 5.5 ERA. 2015, no games against the Astros, 362 ERA. Nice, decent 2016, no games against the Astros, 683 ERA. Okay. 2017, two games against the Astros, 631 ERA. And I don't even know if those were home games because it doesn't say. Well, it doesn't matter because they were using the code-breaking system on the road and at home. Okay, so with the new gotcha. information, they were using the code breaking no matter where. Now they weren't. Now the code breaking eventually turned into the banging drums, but it began as code breaking, which was being done on the road and at home. So I like the idea of of a pitcher suing the Astros. He might have not been the best guy to do this. Well, just because he wasn't like, very good. Yeah. Well, because he didn't face the Astros. Like he, someone in their division should have done it. Yeah. Or, or like. Or I feel like the Yankees he, or something, right? Who yeah. lost to them in the playoffs. Exactly. All right. Can we get to some of the new playoff rules or proposed playoff changes for 2022? Just in time for the Orioles yeah, to be good the, again. Yeah. Which, as of six o'clock tonight, the union chief Tony Clark said that he's never heard of this and that he has no prior knowledge. Uh, well, the union probably be all over this. Oh yeah. All right. You want to go over some of the changes? Yeah. So I guess just the the short of it is. Instead of um, five teams from each league who make the playoffs, bump it up to seven teams. The f- the number one seed gets a bye, and the number two team gets to choose who their opponent will be from the lesser seeds. 
um, from the higher seeds, I guess it depends how you look at it, from the teams with the worst record, the team with the best record gets to choose who they play. Um, and now, then now, of not, one game, it becomes a best out of best out of three. And part of the plan is that that team choosing thing would be a televised event. Yes. Which, which is weird. Which to me sounds kind of really cool, right? If you take it back to this past year. No, that, it sounds like they're trying to be the NBA. What – how are you going to pick? Are you going to put like Trey Mancini and he's going to go out there and announce the Orioles would like to play the uh, Tampa Bay Rays? How do they? How do you do? How do you make this a television event? Well, a draft. I, I don't know. How does how does the NFL makes make freaking releases in the schedule a one hour tele, 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 television event? I mean, it can be done. Right, I'll, give, I'll give you that. So, and I just think it's strategy wise, right? Like, do you want to play the, if you're the Yankees? Do you want to play the Red Sox or would you rather play someone with a, you know, with a better record, but that aren't the Red Sox? I, I just think it brings some interest in strategy. And I know a lot of people are crapping on it um, on, on the Twitter sphere, but everyone crapped on the wild card. When they introduced the wild card game, everyone thought it was a terrible idea. And it turns out to be one of the best things ever happened to baseball. Okay. Yeah. But we're talking 14 teams make the playoffs. Sure. Out of out of thirty teams, sure. So half of your teams are in the playoffs. Less than half, but close to it. Does sure. it? All right, you're one team short of half. Yeah. Okay. You are. You're one. <laughs> I so, said okay. All right. Um, isn't this like an NBA NHL thing? Doesn't this get you to the point where well, the playoffs aren't the playoffs matter way more than like the regular season doesn't matter as much? Does it take? Anything away from the 162 games you played before? Well, what's one of the biggest problems right now in facing baseball, Josh? They're too long. The games are too long. Speed. Yeah. Kids. The the pace of play. What's another okay. big problem that right now the Orioles, it's happening with people are criticizing the Orioles for, people criticizing the Tigers for, people always criticize the Marlins for. Oh, for tanking. For tanking. So, I got you. So right, so you all of a sudden, so you got a better chance. Half the teams are getting in. There's a lot less motivation for tank. All of a sudden, oh yeah, no. All of a sudden, um, the Orioles, right, a team who has a couple games under 500, the trade deadline, now all of a sudden can can go all in to get that to get that last gotcha. spot. So I think it reduces tanking, which I think is a good thing. And um, I guess choosing your choosing your your enemy to play against, and is that a one game? Because yeah, I do love the one game. See, I don't like best out of three. I love the one game. Well, so you're taking away, you're taking away the one game. Like that's what makes wild cards special. Is it's in, you're in and you're out. Yeah. the The other thing is the what doesn't happen now. What would happen then would be there'd be a first round buy um, for the team with the best record. So that's better motivation to get the best record because right. you get a buy. The first round. Now this says that the three game series will take place all in one city. So I guess the higher seed will get all three of those the, wild card the, games. The team with the better record, yeah. Whatever they call that first that. division, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. That's that's a big advantage to get in the top half of the team. So that's cool. That might help with balancing the fact that uh, half the teams get in. Yeah. So but would that then push push the World Series up into like Thanksgiving? Yeah. How do you fit all this in your schedule? Yeah, I don't know. And you're right. And this is what the biggest thing that the NBA is criticized for, and baseball to a certain sense too, 
maybe baseball to, to a, a more extreme extent, is you play so many of the regular season games where, like, in the NBA, like, no one watches until, you know, until until around this time of year because there's 82 games. There's way too many games. Um, and I think baseball, it might be guilty of the same same thing, is there's way too many games. But it would make for more interesting races when you get down to other things. I always look at it as how does it affect the Orioles. And it might help the Orioles' chances to get the playoffs in 2022. Now, in 2023, it doesn't matter because they're winning the division. So it doesn't matter <laughs> how many playoff series, teams. But... Yeah. But it might be nice for the Orioles to get a first-round uh, bye in 2023 yeah. with these new playoff standings. And be able to – yeah. Or pick who we need to play and get even more home games. Sure. Or uh, home playoff games. That that works. You know what? I, I do like the fact that they are being creative. Yeah. They're trying to think out of the box and make baseball more exciting. I love the tradition of baseball, but I also know that it needs updating and needs changing, and you can't just leave things alone. You have to always think about how to reach the next generation, how to make the sport better. So uh, I just want robot umps mixed in with this, and it will be good. Yeah, I agree with you, Josh. But the other, my other thought is, though, is it's a little bit annoying in that the problems I see that you need to address are a get all technology out, out of the dugouts. Let's talk about that. Yes. Yes. I do not want iPads sitting on the in the dugouts. I hate that. Get it all out. But 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 Josh, do you, do you, but do you, do you see my point? This article came out about 2022 playoffs when there's a scandal happening right now and we've heard nothing about technology in the dugouts. Like handle that one. Uh, yes. Right. I agree. You're right. Cuz you're right. I would love I want all technology out of the baseball players' hands. Yeah. I want the umpires and the and the broadcast crew to have even more um, technology. I'm not with you on the robot umps, by the way. I go back and forth, and I'm now anti-robot umps. I, but I've gone back and forth about five times. I go back and forth, too. Right now, I'm robot umps. Uh, did you watch any of the AFL this or uh, XFL this weekend? No. No. I ain't nobody got right, time for couple, that. Okay. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the half. And what I like is... The refs had mics. Didn't I hear that they're putting mics on the umpires for baseball this year? They're or did on, I make that up? No, it's true. On on like the chief or whatever. The, yeah. um, just to announce for like reviews what's happening. Okay. All right. Well, I like that. Okay. So that's more like the NFL. I like that. For chief. What I like what I like in the XFL is they could go to the coaches' mics anytime they wanted, and they were just playing the audio of the coaches talking and stuff. Yeah, and there, and I mean, there's a lot of talk on Twitter about a guy fumbled, I guess, and they went immediately and asked him about fumbling. Yeah, the ball. So I kind of like that for the XFL, but you'll, but it kind of baseball does a little bit of that with Fox on Saturdays when they got the the uh, what's his name with the bow tie right there in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah, so they do a little bit of that, but I, that, I did like that part of the XFL. So I'm excited for little changes like that in baseball. Baseball, it's hard to make changes. The guys move really slow. So yeah, and that's but that's my thing. The, like, take technology out of the dugout, make pitchers pitch faster. And if you take te- technology out of the dugout, maybe people will be less par- 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 paranoid and stop stealing signs and all that. Because I think that's a big contributor to slowing the game down. Is you freaking have to change your signs all the time. And that slows it down to get on the same page as your catcher. So pick up the pace of play, right. make the pitcher throw the ball faster, um, handle this juice ball situation. Like there's some immediate things that I feel like baseball needs to address. And so l- looking at this pie in the sky playoff scenarios, I find a little bit annoying sometimes. 
No, and I'm with you. And the Major League Baseball still could do something about this technology in the dugout and ban it. Say, you know what? There's been too much stuff going around. We're just getting rid of it for this season while we reevaluate it. They could easily do that because they have had a weird time of juggling the use of technology and all this like analytics stuff. But then I love the idea of all that stuff is great until the first pitch and then it's all gone. Yeah. I think baseball would be wise to say while we're still figuring this out, we're putting a pause on that for now. Get it all out. Because I acknowledge to to Houston fans that there is a little bit of gray area when it comes to stealing signs, right? Like everyone acknowledges that stealing signs is part of baseball. And so like, even though it's illegal either way. Yes. Yeah. But you could moralize it and you could like, at least, um, uh, you know, kind of reason your way out of it. Yeah, that's a dark art. Yeah. And so, and like uh, Lunau claimed he thought they were getting all that data on the the signals to be used in the future games, not in the game that's occurring. And so it's just, it gets a little complicated. And so I think baseball needs to come clear on like, what are the expectations of stealing signs? Is stealing signs acceptable if you're just standing on second base, but without the use of technology? Like they, they just, there's... Yes. I mean, there's so many unkind of written rules in baseball, and I like the unwritten rules in baseball. I think it makes it kind of entertaining, and I hope people throw the ball at Astros players. Sorry, your snowflakes who get offended. You can't. That's a live weapon throwing a hundred mile per hour baseball at a baseball player. Snowflakes, uh, shut up. Like I hope Astros players get thrown out all year long, and 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 so I like some of those unwritten rules in baseball, but you need to get a hand on this whole technology thing. You, you, you yeah. got to, it's getting out of control. It's out already, and you got, it's been out of control. <laughs> right. But you got to jump out in front of it now before opening day, because you know, what's going to happen is people are stupid. So what they're going to do is every time they see a dugout shot and see an iPad on the backstop, they're going to take a screenshot, post it to Twitter. Looks like the Orioles are cheating. Looks like yeah. the Yankees are cheating. It's already happening. People going back to the other videos when someone right. puts their hand up to their face, they're looking for smart watches or something. Well, we, we went through this years ago with the pine tar, where it was always, look how dark his helmet is. Yeah, yeah. Now, or look out, look out, look, he's got something on his hat. Yeah, they're going to have to start patting so, people down. Right. So I think I my prediction is that the juice ball is gone. They're not going to say anything, and they're going to act like we all forgot about last year. Yeah, that's how I think they're going to fix the juice ball. Era, they're just going to get rid of that and get bring back. They got rid of it. Calls. They're not going to talk about it. They're going to say it was a fluke in production and nothing that they fixed or changed or did anything, even though we all know they did it. Hmm. You know, they got to um, if 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 the baseball people were smart about all these smart watches and stuff, yeah. they would talk to the vape people. Because we get updates in school with all this right. stuff. The newest technology to hide vapes in. Because, you know, they put vapes in everything now. It's in highlighters. It's in soda cans. Oh, I, in, I'm like, not up on the vape game. Jock straps. Like, they literally have, if you just search, like, Amazon, if you just search, like, like base vape dispensers or something, or vape concealers or something, there's a whole, you can literally put a vape in anything nowadays. And um, I'm telling you, the baseball people need to get together with the um, with the vape people, and and they'll find ways to hide your smartwatch in your jock strap, in your cup, and in, in, in whatever, um, because these vape people are the, are the masters of it. So that's right. so yeah. If you want a good time, explore. I mean, you can put in a in a McDonald's just, cup, you can, wherever. Oh yeah, here's a vape highlighter. Yeah, 
Okay. All right. Here's some, here's a, here's a sharpie. Yeah, I'm telling you, you can put vapes in it. Okay. Like by, by the time you but by the time you 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 sit through one of these PDs, you like assume every kid with a pencil is is really smoking right. a vape on the side as they're as they're writing well, out their answer. It's like all right. Yeah, it's like the joke about the 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 high guy people who are uh, how they they think so much about how to get away with doing their drugs that if they put that thought process into anything reasonable, they'd be really smart people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can you can figure out ways to sneak this vape, but you can't even pass a stupid English basic English class. So come on, dude. Right, exactly. What, like, what are we even doing here? But I guess maybe this is part of the education system teaching them some skills about ingenuity and i don't know getting around the law which you have to do in life sometimes i guess i yeah. don't know all right um hey before we get out of here real quick i meant to ask you this on the pre-show hmm. but i started watching the outsider oh i only started watching it i started so I've, yeah by the way i started reading reading a book no Nosferatu. finally i finally got around to reading that book but anyway oh okay i've uh the joe hill book better than, yeah I've, I've read that book it's uh I just the, the the TV show for that's not bad either, but the book's better. Of All course. right, so you started watching um, Outsider. Started watching the Outsiders. Uh, it's pretty good, but I feel like watching it. I kind of feel like almost like I've seen it because I read the book, which is weird. Uh, especially because it's kind of like, a mystery, and you you already know where this is going. They they've screwed with the Holly character, right? Oh yes, why? Well, I didn't like Holly to begin and, with, but like in the book, she's like just like oh, like extreme OCD. Right. And, and here's my problem. Yeah. Is it's the same Holly from Mr. Mercedes and uh the other book. The all those right? yeah, that series, yeah. That's yeah, Finder Keepers. The Finder Keepers yeah. tri- trilogy. Right. And Holly. that's why I read The Outsider years and years ago because it was part of this whole they all went together. Well, I started watching I started watching uh Mr. Mercedes, which is on a different TV network with a different person cast as Holly, and it's completely different. And Holly probably is more true true to the book in that one, I would imagine. I don't know. I watched two episodes, and I said, I can't watch this until I finished. Uh, it's too confusing. I got to finish The Outsider first. Then I can watch this. Yeah, the, the Holly character almost made me like stop watching because I was so annoyed with her. Um, right. I just I, – well, uh, I didn't like her in the, in the book, so either. I didn't like her in the, in the Finders Keepers trilogy. I didn't like her in, in anything. And I don't like her in the in the film. Okay. In the, right. But everything so else about that series, that, that like. character's off. Yeah. All right. Uh, you like the Joe a Hill hard book? character to get right. What's that? Yeah. You like you like in the Joe Hill book? Oh, I'm I'm only uh, like two chapters in. Okay. All right. So you're just getting into it. Uh, have you watched Lock and Key yet on Netflix? Is it out? I saw it just came out this past Friday. I haven't watched it yet. Oh no, I'll be watching that though. That's. But, I'm t- I haven't read a ton of graphic novels, but that's an awesome graphic novel. Right. Speaking of Joe Hill, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. his graphic novel. Yeah, it's, so. yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. On a lot of levels. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to get a little uh, Stephen King family, <laughs> family books <laughs> and movies into the conversation. Yeah. Next time we'll have to talk a little bit Tabitha King. Have you read any, not Tabitha read any King? Tabitha King? Yeah, no, I've read a lot, of, a lot of Stephen King, a lot of Joe Hill. And now Mandy is loving The Outsider, so she's getting into Stephen King as well now. Cool. Yeah. I mean, there's you can spend your life reading Stephen King. There's a lot out there. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening to another episode of Section 336. Go on iTunes and write us a review. We appreciate five stars and say something nice. 
You can also follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Just search Section 336 Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. 
Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.